Hello, everybody. Welcome to the, the new episode of GPRO Podcast with your host, Jun. And I'm here with a very special guest, Yuka Sereni. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing fine. Thanks. Good, good. You know, it's been a it's been a while since we had a little chat, so uh, you know, it's definitely good to have a little talk. Um, so, firstly, yeah, introduce yourself. Let us know who you are. Well, I'm Yuka, and I'm 33 years old. I used to play CPLO, but then I, I became admin and. And I quit that, and now I'm just lurking there, basically. And well, in real life, I'm a data analyst in a Finnish bank. So working with credit risk data. And well, I don't know if I have too much life, but I'm single and living alone. Unless I'm I'm at my parents, then I'm there and. What would I say? Well, that's pretty much it. I'm okay. quite dull. I, I wouldn't say you're dull. I mean, um, what, so what? So what do you do in your job then? So you're a data analyst for a Finnish bank. So what? What? What does your job entail you to do? Well, I'm working with databases, and well, I'm trying to. Well, basically, I'm in risk management, so we get data from everywhere, from the bank systems, and we try to build risk models to predict predict how much losses we get from different customers, and then basically try to select those customers that don't get us losses, and then also, <laughs> also, also the regulation from the EU is quite strict, so we need to kind of make the regulator happy so that we can continue working as a bank. <laughs> That's fair enough, though. It must be a very important job then if you're, you know, if one of your job is to literally make sure the bank doesn't lose any money. <laughs> so, you know, definitely, definitely an important job for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there like, is that kind of your like ideal job or what's your like dream job that you would want to do? Well, when I went to university, I thought that I would stay there, be a researcher, study mathematics, but then, I don't know, I think GPLO partly ruined my mathematician career, because I spent all my time in GPLO, and I had lazy <laughs> <laughs> studying, but I think my work now is quite nice. It is. Basically, it is quite the same as playing GPLO. So I fiddle with the data and try to combine it and, and try to find out what is wrong with the data and how to make it better. And also then try to track the formula and stuff like that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely similar to GPRO, then for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I mean, like, so how, how did how did you find GPRO? Because obviously, you know, you considered one of the legends of GPRO, to be honest. Uh, you know, not only you get into elite winning elite championships, but also becoming an admin and you know, giving us a whole bunch of new um stuff for GPRO. But uh, yeah, how did you find it? How did you find the game? Well, I think there was a topic in a Finnish F1 forum. It says that a competitor for pitfall. I never knew what the pitfall was, and I think I it took some time before I even related that topic. But there was a link to GPLO, and I tried it. And <laughs> well, that's that's how I ended there, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So how, how did you how did you find the game initially when you started? Like, did you find it interesting, or did you find it like difficult, or how how did you find it? Uh, it's so long time ago. I think, I think it was, well, I was kind of lost, I think, when I look back what I did when I started, it, it's absolutely horrible, but I think it was interesting and, well, 
I think initially I wasn't so much hooked, but I it took it took some time to get used to or kind of kind of get used to being in forums and playing league games and stuff like that. But but I think I was even if it, even the first place was interesting, mm. even though I was totally overfueled and almost ended up making one stop place when I was playing to make two stop plays. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, so, so like, um, obviously the first team you joined, um, how was that? Because I, I believe the team that you joined, I can't remember what the name was, but it was a very popular team back in the day. Um, had a lot of quite good managers. I think it was, um, I think Chinmay was part of it, uh, Armin, Van Hulkenberg, um, there's quite a lot of you kind of old school managers. How, 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 how did that team come about? Because um, you joined, you know, quite near the start of that. Yeah, well, I don't really remember too well. <laughs> I think, well, team was, the team was kind of declining, I think, because it had lost some managers and then they accepted me and, well, well, I think, well, I learned some stuff and there was some discussion, but it wasn't too active and, and and then I think if I remember light if I remember light it collapsed or something quite quickly. Hmm. That's fair. I mean yeah you, you weren't at that team for very long because you moved to what was the next team you moved to? Was it I can't remember. Was it Jaguar? I can't remember which team you moved to. I think I never. I was only in Ayapala, Sevinen, and Wellesen. I think that was the only teams I was at. Let's ah, see. yes, I, yes. No, yeah, I you did. My history. No, yeah, you did move to Versant. Yes, yes, you moved to Versant straight after that. Yeah. How did how, how did that come about? Because obviously, Versant at that time was a relatively new team. Because obviously, it was called the Twilight Zone, uh, with Thomas Wipich and. Uh, and obviously, then they changed the name to Versant when Chris Carter uh, took over. So, how did that come about for you? Well, well, we in my first team. Well, let's see if I, I don't remember the names anymore. <laughs> but well, <laughs> well, well, I think my. Team leader actually suggested that I I would apply. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> funny. So 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 Bowden Eberi was the team leader, I think, and I think I understood that he would apply too. So I think I don't know if he never applied, but I think he was saying that that would be a nice team, so we should apply there and. Well, I applied and got accepted, but Bowden then stayed in my first team. Fair, So, who was the um, kind of who was the team leader in Versailles at the time? Do you remember? Was it Sonathan already? I'm not sure. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but I can't really remember. <laughs> but well, obviously, you've been with Versailles, you know, up until the time you became an admin, so. You know, forty-five plus seasons. So, how 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 did that how did that team like how did that team fit your kind of play style? Did 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 did, did it improve your play style, or did you um like have a good sense of kind of family there? Like how 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 was how did how was the team for you? Because obviously you stayed there for pretty much all your whole career. So, yeah. Uh, what would I say? I think. Well. I was sometimes thinking that maybe I should go to kind of more serious team. I think Versant was kind of close to there, but but not so not 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 the very top team. But then then well, I think it was well. <laughs> I, I was I I think the spirit was still good, and I. Then never, never really bothered to leave. And well, there was times when 
then there was more, more activity and more kind of building tools and both data grabbing and also developing the formula. And then, then there was times when it was not so active. Mm. But yeah, I think it worked quite nicely. That's fair. No, it's good. Um, obviously, um, you know, with, with, your, with your career, you fluctuated between master and elite and master and elite, never dropping down to pro. But um, did you did you find that kind of tedious, kind of moving back and forth without winning a championship at all? Or like, what was your thoughts on that uh, when you were doing that while playing? Well, I think master was quite comfortably. I never had any. Well, after my first stint there, so I loved to blow once, but after that, I never had any troubles there. And I, the only trouble was that I was getting too good results and I was getting to elite too soon. But well, I don't know. Well, my first elite stint was just cruising with PPs, so I never even tried. Well, the second stint, I was almost as clueless then, but I tried a bit with, with Avons. And well, the third stint was already quite serious, but in elite, but well, I failed. I think. Well, it was much harder to get to Elite then because the Super TDs were there. So basically, before you get the Super TD, you you just couldn't get your car level high enough. Mm. And then I ended up losing my money by hiring one. Yeah. So, and, but, well, I don't know. I was just, I, I wouldn't say it was uncomfortable going back and forth I think I think sometimes I just did too well in master and ended up in elite and then I happened to win so that was basically it right. like did, did you feel the level between master and elite work like you know was it a huge gap between the two levels so obviously you said you said master was quite comfortable for yourself obviously you can stay in master for quite a bit but then obviously once you get to elite is it like a completely new level for you? Uh, like, like how how like how was that jump for you? Yeah, it was. Well, I don't know. I never managed to settle there, so I just won the titles and then I became the admin. Hmm. But, but I think it is. It is kind of hard there because the top never leaves to higher levels, so top just stays there. And and well, I never, well, in master I was quite comfortable with the sponsor market as well, but in elite I never managed to become comfortable with it. And well, I don't know if that's if that is kind of too much difference. It's a, it is just, well, of course, everything is a bit easier in master, but I don't know if it's too much. So, mm. well, of course, if you want top driver, you have more competition and, and also tires cost more. So you have less, less kind of room for headlocks and stuff like mm. that. No, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I would have thought because you, once you were jumping back and forth from Master and Elite, I would have thought the the gap between the two would have been, you know, quite big. You know, a much bigger jump than Pro to Master, shall we say? Um, but um, no, hearing that is actually uh, yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, you won you won two Elite Championships. You know, we can't we can't deny that. Uh, you won it obviously on the seasons where driver energy became a thing. So how did that? How how did you manage that? Obviously, with driver energy becoming part of the game, and then you won two early championships right afterwards. Like, how did you work that out? How did you manage to kind of combat that? Well, I think I was I got a bit lucky 
there happened to be a great driver in the market when I came to Elite and and well the energy basically made the drivers more important so I and when I got the driver I was in pretty good good place even though I didn't realize that myself then uh, yeah <laughs> and and well I don't know it kind of well of course the car level became a bit less important and there was no super DDs there. So I I ended up taking a DD more for the pit coordination and pit stop times. And I think that was also a good decision. So I won I won quite many places in pits that season. Hmm. Fair. But I I think I was as clueless with energy as everyone else. I just got lucky. Uh, I mean, you know, win winning it once might be lucky, but obviously you won it two years and two seasons in a row. So, uh, you know, you must you must you must have had some some form of understanding of the of the mechanics or something, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think, well, it kind of even even made easier to win during the first season because. Training spa got you motivation quite quickly, so mm. it was easier to close to close the gap to someone who may who may have had full motivation, and and I don't know. I think I was quite good in optimizing the car part usage, so so that kind of made well it made master easy, and then I had enough money to come to an elite. Uh, nah, fair enough. But obviously, you know, you won season 58-59. Season 60 is where it went really interesting, where you became an admin, you know, while defending your elite championship crown. So uh, how, how did that come about? Like, what was the process between you um, getting, getting the position of admin on GPRO? Well, well, I think well, Vlad asked me, and I agreed. <laughs> I think that was not <laughs> not too too much beyond that. But well, of course, I had developed the race viewer before that, and I don't know. Back then, it felt like a good idea, and I was also quite good used to see the inner workings. And I don't think it was a bad idea, but then my life situation changed a bit. And well, then I didn't have so much time like I thought I would. Well, I just, well, I was jobless when I accepted, but then I got a job quite quickly. And but yeah, initially, I think it was, well, maybe. In hindsight, maybe we could have discussed a bit more about how I see the future of GPL and how blood sees it end. Mm. But yeah. Wow, okay, yeah. That did, I didn't know it was quite a quick conversation. I thought you would have spoken for at least a couple of seasons or something, uh, you know, talking about the ins and outs of, uh, you know, what you bring to the table and what kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's surprising to hear that it was actually quite a relatively quick decision by Vlad. Yeah, of course, I had I had worked quite a lot with that place we were, but yeah, I think at least from my part, it was quite quite quick closes of them becoming admin. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you brought you brought up the race for you, and let's talk about it. How did that idea first come about for 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 you? Uh, obviously, because a lot of people were talking about it in the forums uh, about having a live race viewer where we can see cars moving around the track, um, you know, fighting for position. But how did that come about for yourself? How did that idea come into your head? Uh, I don't really remember. <laughs> how it well 
Well, the first, I think, I don't remember when it was. It, it must have been something like season 40 or something like that. Oh, okay. we, had, we had a a website in Versant. Basically, it had been developed to grab the data. And, and well, I then, well, I was basically playing a bit with data grabbing and a bit with JavaScript. And, well, at first, at first it was just that it basically went through the, went through the race history. So, or that race viewer at that point. So it went, went through every lab and grabbed the situation and then well, basically, networking was quite the same, but basically, it was just dots going around the circle. And, well, I, I think it may have been even a bit earlier than season 40, but then I forgot it for a long, long, long time. And when, well, at some point, I made for Jonathan, I made made a, a bit better version of it so that he could show those f1 revisited places ah. he, he used that that sometime for it and well i don't know at at then I, at some point i just got an idea that maybe i saw this to vlad and well <laughs> he got interested <laughs> well of course yeah yeah i mean it's, it's complete <laughs> Uh, back at the time, it was completely brand new. I mean, obviously, a moving, you know, a moving track, you know, with cars moving about, you know, a much easier on the visuals for everyone, rather than looking at a, you know, a stationary screen for two minutes and then waiting for it to refresh. So it's definitely, you know, a brand new look into the game. Um, but yeah, how how did how did you like the? Um, the screen when it when it came live like was it exactly how you wanted it to be or uh was there like any kind of errors or any kind of minor tweaks that you wanted to do uh, well of course there are there was quite many challenges and i am not that good in programming kind of the techniques so that was a bit challenging and and well I think I don't like the overtaking mechanism too much. I think it's a bit, bit clumsy. So, mm. so basically, because I, I only have the lap times, so, and then I try to make kind of good looking simulation based on those. So, but if there's lots of happening, lots of cars passing each other, then it doesn't always look too nice. Yeah, but would you think that's based on the fact that GPRO, GPRO's kind of race mechanics are built that way, or like, why 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 do you think that would be the case that the overtaking mechanism looks clum like clunky to you or clumsy to you? Yeah, well, I think well, basically, I don't know. Maybe we did more pre-calculation so that more data was passed to your closer and your closer was told more what to do, then it might look better. But I I don't have too many ideas for that. Well, when I was admin, I tried to develop a race engine itself so that, well, basically I was making a totally new race engine so that it it would kind of be instead of simulating one lap at a time it would simulate kind of continuously or kind of in small steps and in slack would be divided by sectors and stuff like that so it might have made it made it look better but it wasn't so easy or kind of i have a visual how i would it like to look like but i just couldn't make it look like that <laughs> yeah no, I, I can understand, especially yeah, like, so many steps in, in 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 your like kind of new vision of the new race engine. Yeah, I, I can see how it's so much more difficult trying to get that to work as opposed to what it currently is, um, which is fair enough. 
Um, obviously, we, we were talking about a potential GPRO 2.0. Um, you know, we had this conversation on the forums about probably nearly a year ago, maybe. Now I, I can't I can't remember how long it was, but uh, kind of what is your ideal GPRO 2.0? Like, what would you want to include in that game? Should you you know have the opportunity to kind of co-create that with Lad, or maybe do it yourself or someone else? Yeah, I think well, if I was to develop my own game, well, I might plan into some legal issues because it would look very much like GPL, but it would <laughs> more, <laughs> mostly be kind of rebalancing and kind of, well, may, maybe, I don't know. I think in lower levels, it's too much about driver at the moment. So I'm, I would like to address that a bit and well, maybe some more kind of rebalancing, but I don't, I don't really have any new ideas. Sort of that it would mostly, most probably look quite quite the same, mm. but a bit for formulas would be tweaked, mostly. Kind of, I would hope that it would be more interesting both for the newcomers and for experienced players. But I don't know. That's. Well, basic balancing stuff like this is quite tricky, and LCPLO is good already, so it's hard to yeah. make much better one. Mm. It, it, it is hard, definitely. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely hard to try to balance the uh, the need for uh, activity from newcomers um, and also the activities from you know your old school players and your experienced players. Try to get those two to match together. I, I, I can I can I can definitely think yeah it would be a hard hard thing to kind of balance and yeah is there is there one thing in GPRO that you would want to change immediately like is there anything that you see now that you feel that needs to be changed instantly um, or anything you want to remove or anything you know you feel as though shouldn't belong in a game like this well besides balancing well I don't always like the way the randomness is kind of well. I don't like random, so I would remove those. <laughs> so, yeah, no, <laughs> but, everyone but, agrees with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> everyone agrees with you on that one. But but maybe I would well overtaking and also level mistakes. I would make a bit more random. So so basically, if you on hard overtaking track, you would get a level mistake on left two. Then it, I think it would. Be, be more severe than than a random currently, but at least those not place ending random. So I don't know if I may would make it kind of more kind of lenient, but kind of I would move the randomness a bit different places, maybe. Mm. Fair. Okay, fair. Yeah. I think I think it's kind of well currently Currently, there is some memory in driver mistakes, but when you have got one, you won't get another one too soon. It's quite easy to see when you look at the races that there is quite clearly there is driver mistakes next to each other mm. unless it trains. So, so I think that would add quite a lot of randomness if 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 it would be possible that you. You could stay a long time without no mistakes, but you could also get two mistakes in short time and a lot because of those. So it okay. that was well. I when I was playing, I found it annoying that I, when I was stuck behind someone, I knew that soon I will get a driver mistake, and that was annoying. <laughs> feeling. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I, I can imagine it would be that annoying when you know for a fact that. <laughs> while you're following someone for so long it would come up wow no yeah no it's definitely um interesting for me especially i've never heard kind of you know an insight into the, the, the kind of mechanics of gpro and how stuff you know works. obviously you, you can give us specifics of how everything works but to have kind of a general broad idea of how stuff is done within the game is definitely interesting to me for sure um but let's 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 move let's move on from GPR for the time being. I want to hear more about you. 
Yaka, I want to hear about like any hobbies that you have in real life, like anything that you kind of enjoy doing. Well, like I said, I'm quite dull. I don't have two interesting hobbies either. I like I like watching cycling on TV, so hmm. that is Ronde van Vlaanderen tomorrow, so I'm eagerly waiting for that. And and then I play play something on computer. So well, lately I have been playing some board games and and also sometimes I play poker, even though I'm not good good enough on that or I'm and I'm too impa- impatient for that, I, I guess. When, when I, during well, 15 years ago, when I turned 18 and started playing, there was enough dumb people playing it, but nowadays those have left, so I'm just losing money. <laughs> That's not very smart. <laughs> no, that's fair. No, I, I, I'm 29 now. So when I, yeah, when I, when I turned 18 or 19, I started playing poker as well. Um, started playing those free roll tournaments, and started winning quite a few, quite a bit of money then. So um, I think by the time I hit 22, 23, I stopped playing it, uh, focused on work, and then I came back trying to play it like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean by poker. There's so many new brands of poker players now that understand the game and it's just yeah it's so much more difficult to try to <laughs> try to win or try to get through without actually putting time in in learning it uh yeah I've, obviously you spoke about your love for cycling obviously you've held hosted a variety of games in, in, in gpro uh that's based in cycling um so how did that how did that love of cycling come about first like what when did you start loving that sport well, I well, I have kind of always loved endurance sports and well, cycling is, had very long races, <laughs> so, mm. so I found those interesting when I was a child, but back then I had no opportunity to watch. So I guess, I guess it may have been something like 15 to 18 years ago. When I finally got Eurosport, so I was able to watch. And well, at first I watched only the main races, so tennis towards and main classics. But well, I think actually the CPLO kind of made me more in- interested in cycling because Gunther had that first version of that Tour de France game. And mm. Well, I won won that game yeah. somehow, and well, that that got me more interested in in watching the races. And well, then then I started hosting it myself because I because I kind of well, that was I thought that I would always win it because I was so good, but it didn't happen. But <laughs> yeah. That's but right. the game was nice, and well, then something like I think it was 2012 when I first played kind of one of those year-long cycling fantasy games where you pick, pick your team and and then score based on how how your riders do. So I think that got me more interested in also those minor races because mm. they were good opportunities to score points. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair enough. Did you um did you play the cycling game that um I, I think is um I think Eric Rowley um created or like hosted where you actually um create a character for for cycling like you create a player and then um, Eric does some sort of a kind of track with uh, different kind of elevation and different kind of hills and stuff like that. I, I, I remember there's a cycling game that was played on the forums, but I can't, I don't know if you've played it or not. I think at least for one game I I was playing, but I think the game died quite quickly. Hmm. And well I, well, I was played some, well, I was playing Peloton, a cycling manager game in 
online also. So it was a bit like GPA lab, but for cycling. But I I wasn't so interested in it and well, eventually I started forgetting to put the team to races and then I quit that. But I have thought a bit about what kind of cycling manager game I would like, but I think well, cycling races are much more complex than Formula One or, or kind of black auto car car black races. So so it's the race engine is much kind of or to make it look like a real cycling race, the race engine would be need to be much more complex and have much more options to choose and. So I don't, I haven't found a good solution. Do you think mixing that um, Peloton and GPRO together, do you think that would make a good, a good game at all? Like obviously you obviously got, you got to make the engine much more complex, like you said, um, but would you think the mix of those two would be good? Yeah. Yeah, some, yeah that's something I have dreamed of, but. I never, never really had that. There was like a moment about how I would do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe GPR version two would be a cycling game, you know? <laughs> definitely yeah. trying to dream that. <laughs> there. Um, so, is there any kind of other hobbies that you have? So, I know you have a love for snooker. I think. If I yeah. Well, well, I mostly. Well, I watch the words, basically every game from those, but otherwise it's quite irregular. So I may watch some games, but well, like I said, I like like endurance. So those those games in world championships, those are long enough for me. <laughs> and well, lately I haven't played myself. When I was jobless, I was kind of playing once a week in kind of, well, it wasn't, it, it was just kind of shooting some balls. It, there was no kind of serious practicing. It was just mm. playing and sometimes we were playing snooker. So I just, and, but maybe I could have been decent if I had practiced, but globally I did, wouldn't have paid patience enough for that either. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair, fair. I yeah, I I um, I fell in love with the sport when I was uh, sixteen. So I uh, I didn't get into my um, kind of school of choice. Uh, so I didn't do any kind of, you know, higher level studies. So I decided to go snooker, and uh, took a lot of time practicing and playing it. So uh, yeah, I spent at least maybe three four hours a day playing it for like a good couple of years. So it was uh, definitely uh, a sport that I liked. But yeah, like I, like, like you said, the endurance part of it, yeah, like the kind of the longevity of the game, it's uh, definitely what kept me interested in it for sure. It's much like golf, to be honest. I do like watching golf, uh, even though there's only 18 holes, but it's still, you know, it's still quite prolonged and there's still a lot of action you can watch. Um, and yeah, so any, um, obviously GPRO is a, motor racing management game is there any kind of motor racing that you like watching well i'm a fiend so obviously i like rallying i had when i was child i had those vhs tapes of some rally races which i which i was watching so much that they they were totally burnt (laughs) 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 and so nowadays it's of course much easier to follow follow it because you have the VPRC live and all live and stuff like that and and well also what's F1 still I don't know it's more like kind of because I have always watched it and there are also some things there so I don't know when Kimi retires and Walter gets fired. So I, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it, but, <laughs> but it's more of, a, more of a habit than interesting races that keeps me mm. watching. <laughs> no, fair. 
fair. So who is who is your ultimate Formula One racing driver? Because yeah, I have I have a, I have a top three, and one of them's a Finn. So who's your ultimate favorite Formula One driver of all time? Uh, well, I kind of hate everyone who has to get against Hakkinen or Leikkinen. So, but of course, some of those are quite good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, well, I don't like Hamilton, but I think ultimate, ultimately, and I, I don't know, too well of those that have been before I have started watching, but maybe I still say say Michael Schumacher. Mm, yes, Michael Schumacher definitely. Yeah, he's yeah he's in, he's in my he's in my he's in my top three for sure. Yeah, Michael Schumacher just changed the sport dramatically from when he joined in. Uh, but yeah, I know I am a I am a I am a Hackenden fan for sure. As a McLaren fan. Uh, Followed them since I was young, and uh, Hakkinen was kind of the first major driver that I kind of really followed and kind of really supported. So uh, yeah, Hakkinen was definitely one of them. Schumacher, obviously, for the longevity, and then uh, my boy Kamui Kobayashi. Even though he's not that good, <laughs> I still love him. He's uh, he was an absolutely erratic and just unpredictable driver because you just never know what he's going to do. <laughs> this is why I feel is much more interesting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what about what about rallying? Like, who's your like who's your kind of driver that you follow in, in rallying? Uh, maybe in the past, or maybe now. Well, when I was a child in those VHS tapes, I think Juha Kankkunen was my favorite mm. back then, and well, probably still is, and. I don't know. Back then, Finns were good, so it was nice. But <laughs> nowadays, those Sebastian are too good, so Finns are not winning any longer. And and but well, of course, Lavampera is now interesting because he's so young. And but I would I think. Well, I don't know. I don't like Latvala too much. Or then he's well, he's nice to mock, but he <laughs> <laughs> he all he's kind of kind of a bit. I don't know what should I say. He well, he's he's fast, but when he makes mistakes, it's kind of. Sad, I think. Mm. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that's fair. Yeah. Sad to watch, <laughs> and it happens so often. But I think Kankkunen and Marius Bernholm are my favorites. And well, last year I was cheering for Evans, but didn't happen. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't really. Yeah, like, as you can tell, I don't really follow rallying much. But uh, no, it's a uh, yeah. That's a completely fair statement, to be honest. <laughs> hey there. I just want to uh, promote a game that's currently being played on the GPR forums. Uh, it is Outbreak NASCAR. It's a game from uh, it's hosted by Jonathan Eagles. Um, very simple game to play. Basically, you uh, choose a driver uh, from NASCAR that is on the list uh, provided by John and then you'll be sent um, 10 different kind of um, cards with a uh, number value on them and those number value determine whether uh, how many kind of squares you move in the circuit or uh, the amount of fuel you have that you can use to go around um, so yeah, it's a very simple game. Uh, all the rules will be uh, in, in, in the uh, in the thread. I will link that in the description below as well. Um, but yeah, um, 
by all means please go and join that that'll be much appreciated it's a very very fun game yeah there's still quite a few spaces left so if you are interested please feel free to go through so you also said those you play obviously play games on, on, on your computer you're saying you're kind of getting into board games now what, what, what board games are you currently playing at the moment uh, well I'm well I think I think you have had well in the forums you had have had some games in this board game arena website so I'm I'm playing there too I just haven't time to participate in those CPLO games but 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 quite quite random games mostly so I'm quite good in in this it well it no <laughs> no one really plays it but I'm currently leading the ranking it's a bit like it's well I don't remember remember what's even the name in English but well, it's not not this game but basically on go table you can play this gomoku where you you need to get five in a row hmm. by placing placing uh, alternating the turns then when you play play a clock there but it's a bit similar to game but it's not quite the same so I'm I'm well, I'm leading the ranking, so that's <laughs> so I'm well. No one really plays it, so that's why I'm leading. But but yeah, but then then some well, not 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 the most complex one, but quite complex games. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you said, obviously we um, do you said it in the forums? We have some kind of board games like Ticket to Ride. We've got a Settlers of Catan that's going on there. Uh, Villainous that uh, Chris has um, hosted. Uh, would, is there like a board game that you would be interested uh, in seeing on the forums sometimes, maybe soon? Like, can there any board games that you have an idea of that could be played, you know, well on on the forums? Mm, of course, on forum it's well, well, even on. Board game arena. I usually play turn-based games, so it's not so fast, fast-paced there But of course, in forums, it's it's a bit trickier because you just post the move there, and someone needs to do the stuff to update the board and stuff like that. So it's a bit tricky. But uh, well, ticket to ride is quite nice. I just bought it last Christmas for my sister. Christmas present and I've played it a few times so maybe maybe even a new game for new game of that or well, what would be a good game I don't know there are so many of them <laughs> no that's fair that's fair um yeah I on the top of my head I can't think of any games that could be brought forward to, to the forums uh, yeah, not 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 on the top of my head. <laughs> the board games are quite difficult to try to try to implement them through 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 forums. So yeah, understandable uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, ultimately, you know, we're we're here we're here because of GPRO. Is there any way we might see you back on the forums or? Or like in the, in the forum game section at least, or in any kind of admin-based work in there. Or I'm a, you're not an admin anymore, are you? On on GPRO. Well, I'm not really an admin. Well, I don't have access there, so so I don't know. Maybe I can do something little. No, no, at least something for the viewer, if. Vlad is making. If Vlad, I don't know. I think Vlad was talking a bit about an app. So, mm. so maybe, I guess the viewer is not directly portable for it. So if the app needs, if the 
viewer is needed for the app also, then I probably need to at least help Vlad a bit in that. <laughs> and, yeah. and well, I don't know. Maybe I can, maybe at some point, but I don't know. But I, I will definitely, if the Olympics are held next summer, then I, I'm going to host some games related to that in the forum and maybe also those cycling related games. But mm. no, it will definitely be good to see you back on there because. Uh... You know, it's been a while, and obviously, I see I see your cycling games on there, and also uh, you also hosted the ultimate sports fan. I think the ultimate sports challenge games, the USC. Yeah. So, well, well, that was not my original idea either. So, so it was hosted by someone else, but it was also not continued and when i started hosting those cycling games i kind of started to host that also to promote those cycling games and then i just <laughs> kept on hosting it <laughs> and 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 i think it's well i i'm not sure if i have enough interest to host so many games nowadays so there was a lot of kind of small games which didn't, which didn't gather too much participants and it was it was more kind of more work than it was fun but hmm. but i don't know maybe maybe at some point if if there are enough sports games to kind of collect them under one game yeah, because that was definitely interesting for, especially for, you know, sports fans like you know, I I, I support quite, a, you know, I watch a lot of sports myself, so it was great to kind of see all that collated into one table. Um, so obviously you got you got golf. Um, Alan Health was hosting a golf um, kind of prediction tournament. Uh, we've got the American football one, Craig, um, you know, Greg Tierney. We've got the baseball one by Greg as well. You know, there's loads of different sports that people are doing. So, yeah, it would be awesome to kind of have that back, especially, uh, you know, during these times when, you know, COVID has kind of forbidden people from going out. <laughs> how, how has, how has uh, COVID, you know, been for you? Uh, obviously, since you said you lived, uh, you know, alone. Um, but surely, you know, my work must have been kind of, you know, a benefit for you, being able to go out to the offices and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I've been working remotely for a year now. Well, I was wow, two yeah. weeks in autumn when the COVID was not so bad. So I was in office, but then it got bad again. And I, I have been working remotely after that hmm. again. So, well, I don't know. Well, well, I have been, well, I have a home at Helsinki, but Currently, I have been more at my parents because, well, I had nothing to do in Helsinki and well, my mother has a cancer and okay. they need help. So I'm kind of, well, I'm here because I have nothing to do in Helsinki and I don't have a lifestyle. <laughs> and well, I, don't, I think, well, I kind of, I'm quite good at being alone, but I think if I had been the whole year alone there without going anywhere, I would have gone nuts. So it's better to be here. No, of course, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, like I, I'm lucky to be living with um, kind of my family, like my brother and my uh, my mom. So um, yeah, a whole year by yourself is just too crazy like you would have just I wouldn't even know how to speak to people <laughs> to be honest but um, yeah how, how, how's it been back with your parents then like was it has it been okay like obviously um, you'd be working remotely but yeah well 
Well, I think, well, of course, it helps in kind of, I don't have to make all the food myself and stuff like <laughs> that, but, but I, well, I kind of keep getting tantrums like I was a child still. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's very nice. And, and well, it's, well, it's difficult sometimes, but I think it's definitely better than being all year alone. Hmm. So, after COVID, is there like any kind of plans for yourself? Are you going to move back or are you going to maybe travel or do something? Obviously, once COVID's all over, you know, what's your first, what's your first mode of plan? Mm. Yeah, I think, well, I'm, I'm, I don't really like working remotely too much. So even if there was more kind of, well, it was quite free already before COVID. So some, so it was possible to work remotely pretty much all the time and probably will be after COVID also, but I don't really like, like it. So I probably go back to Helsinki, go to office at least on most days. And well, of course, now that I have a job and a nice salary, then I could, I have, I have some travel plans. So, but I don't know when when that is going to happen and well, I I kind of well currently I have no one to travel with so I, I kind of like those organized tours even though they cost a bit more but, <laughs> but well, there is some company and you don't have to worry so much about getting lost and stuff like that yeah no uh, would, would you would you would you and I think about going to a GPRA meeting at all because obviously we have one in October to Barcelona. Obviously, you know, COVID permitting. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was thinking that it well, it wouldn't be impossible to come. I don't, but I well, I'm not really well, I'm not that social. So, I, but I guess that would be at least a common common thing to talk about even though I know too much of it to, to talk about <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I mean it, it, this yeah it doesn't matter if you're not you know you know unsociable or not you know within within the GPRA meetings a lot of people are socially awkward and kind of kind of try to refrain from you know public interaction but I, I, be, I, I believe you feel you'll, you'll feel pretty okay with it um, it would be awesome to kind of see visit you and, and you know and see you in person anyway. Uh, even though you say you're a dull person, I think your life is interesting. You know, you know, being being you know from being a data analyst in the in the bank to kind of your hobbies. You know, your 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 love for board games, your love for different sports. You know, even though you feel yourself as dumb, dull, dull sorry, I believe everyone else would. Uh, think you're kind of kind of an interesting person you know and I, I know a lot of people would want to um definitely listen to this podcast for sure so uh no it'll be good to see you uh you know should you should you want to do it but is there like a like a like you know a dream destination that you would want to travel to you know, when it's over like an ultimate place well as a child, well, I was dreaming about Australia and well, around the world trip. And well, I guess it's well, it's still pretty much the same. It it would be nice to go to Australia at some point. Of course, it's <laughs> very long flight, mm, yeah. And so I don't know when. And well, I'm more comfortable staying in closer, closer mm. distance. But yeah, but in Europe, well, well, I would like to go cycling in the Alps, but I'm just not. Well, I'm too lazy to practice, and I'm, my fitness is not good enough at at least currently. But but I would like to visit Alps and 
especially Dolomites at some point, whether it's on a bike or just on a car, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. And the Alps, I haven't been to the Alps before. I would have thought I've been to the Alps, but no, I haven't actually been. Yeah, it's definitely one, definitely one place I really want to go to. That's for sure. But, uh, no, Yuka, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, man. It's been really, been really, really fun, been really good. Definitely an eye-opener listening to you and uh, kind of your story. Uh, anything else you would want to say in the podcast at all? Anything? No, I don't think so. Well, well I, of course, well, Vlad has made a great game, so thanks for, for, that, for that and thanks for everyone, everyone for trying to beat me, even though they were so successful. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good. Yeah, no, I, I, I second that. No, Vlad, yeah, Vlad has created an amazing game. You know, it's been running for 80 seasons, man. It's it's been running for 15 years. So nah, props to him, man. It's really good. But no, you're very thank you very much for taking your time to talk to me, man. It's been really good. It's been really interesting for sure. I hope uh, you've enjoyed it as well. <laughs> well thank you um, cheers everyone for listening um, the next episode I have some very special as well to, uh, to interview so uh, yeah cheers everyone for listening and I'll see you guys next time goodbye